All right, sports fans, it's the year 1520, and it's time for a joust. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, Alice, you know, this is, it really is a great day for uh, jousting, and this is the unreleased pilot episode of the podcast that will eventually be known as The Joust, which is an invention of our creation uh, that combines uh, the fortune-telling and gaming deck of tarot Mm-hmm. With uh, the storytelling skills of you and I to create a uh, fantasy sports cast that uh, I hope becomes something fun that people will enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this is just just uh, the pilot episode. Like we said, this is going to be a test of the gaming system and um, the game mechanics that we've come up with. And uh, we're going to walk through each step of it, but when we actually start publishing episodes, we are not going to include the steps. You'll just be hearing the finished uh, the finished story. Right, so this is like be, a sneak preview. Yeah, we're going to be kind of editing out all of the uh, mechanical stuff and just kind of existing in the fiction as Buddy of Duquesne and Alice of House White. Uh, and kind of just... Oh, I actually like that, Alice. Did you know Alice, Alice of, of House White of House sounds White? pretty good? It does sound um, pretty good. Uh, and just kind of uh, pretending that the things that we say we're deciding will happen, happen. Does that make sense, Alice? Like, we're not going to be doing all of this drawing and, yeah, and determining so when, on the mics most of the time. So we're going... Yeah, so what we what you're hearing right now, listeners, is us getting ready... Uh, what we're going to, to record is the process of us pulling the cards uh, that determine the story and spitballing some ideas for it, and then we'll settle on, um, you know, what we're going to end up saying. And then uh, what will end up being published is the final version of the of the story without any of our uh, Buddy and Alice in real life commentary. Right. The the characters Buddy of of the land Duquesne and Alice of House White uh, will will narrate all of the stuff that we decide at the end. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Alice, uh, let's let's set up a match here um, between a couple of our knights. Okay. Well, um, for I mean, I, I pulled these two knights at random, but they end up being the ones from round one, uh, match one. Okay. So uh, uh, what I have right here is I've pulled out uh, the Knight of Cups and the Knight of Wands. Okay. Um, so the Knight of Cups is known as uh, Servi. Um, who comes from the the kind of uh, farmland area of our fictional kingdom? Mm-hmm. Uh, a moody, creative, intuitive, sort of magical uh, person, um, and she goes by Sir, but is a lady. Yes, yes, <laughs> she is a, she is our lady knight, um, and uh, she is yeah, she's. She's our our Knight of Cups, and if you know anything about tarot, and I guess I could put in a little tarot color here. If you know anything about tarot, cups are um, your um, your suit of water, of emotion, of uh, creativity, and intuitiveness. And so we've created this character, the Knight of Cups, around that idea. Um, uh, contrast, perfect, uh, exact contrast, uh, we have the Knight of Wands on the other side. And that's Sir Ignatius. 
Um, Ooh, Sir Ignatius is one of my favorites. Uh, a mountainy desert region uh, produced him, uh, and he's here to represent the the fire and energy of his area. Yes, and so the the uh, he is this the suit the character the Knight of Wands. Um, we have uh, created his character around the suit of wands, uh, which is about. Um, energy and action and fire and passion and so uh, those these two characters in direct contrast uh, probably our strongest contrast because I think air and earth aren't as uh, strong aren't as powerful of a contrasting elemental these guys are going to be our big rivalry I think throughout the uh, throughout the whole tournament yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a penchant for uh, Sir Vi and her whole deal. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I think Sir Ignatius, like, he's he's a fun character. He's not, like, a bad person. Uh, none of them are. No, no, they're very honorable, very, um, like, powerful people. A lot of, like, traditional chivalry going on here. Um, uh, and, and protecting to, the weak and, and all and that. And to break that chivalry would probably incur uh, not just uh, penalties in the story, but like system penalties as well. I yes. Guess. Yes. So uh, so we have our we have our knights. And the way this is going to go is, um, and this is our first time doing this for real, uh, um, everyone. So um, bear with us as we're doing this live. <laughs> um, what we're going to do... Is we're going to each of them is going to we're going to pull two numbers. Um, we have the number cards here, uh, Ace through King of uh, their suit. I've shuffled them up and separated them, so I'm going to pull one cup card and one wand card, and this is going to be a little bit like war. Um, so the highest number is going to win. So uh, I have drawn the Ace of Wands. Ooh. That's not a That's great card. <laughs> not going well not for going well. Sir Ignatius here. Uh, we've decided uh, ace is low, king's high. Um, yes. And yeah, because uh, the Knight of Cups has drawn the Ten of Cups. Oh, so this is not a just a victory, but a crushing victory. A crushing victory for the Knight of Cups. Um, as Yeah, as she has uh, scored fully nine points higher than... Uh, than the uh, Knight of Wands. And we're not keeping track of like point totals or anything like that. No, so this but... is just flavor for yeah. for how the victory went. Exactly. So th this is definitely an embarrassing start for Sir Ignatius. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, we're not going to, to, to keep score except who wins. So we're going to be tra uh, tracking number of wins, not, um, not point values. And so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pull two, uh, one event card for each, uh, for each character. And the event cards I have made out of the Major Arcana. Um, and we have assigned values to each, or uh, not just values, but events or um, ideas to each uh, of the Major Arcana. And so I'm going to draw one for the Knight of Cups. I have drawn, ooh, I have drawn the Lovers for oh the Knight of Cups. Oh my lord. Okay. And for the Knight of Wands, I have drawn the High Priestess, which uh, is not going to not gonna help out the Knight of Wands, unfortunately. So the High Priestess is a card that we've decided um, uh, she... Oh, wait, no, no, just kidding. This might help, actually. Yeah, this is actually... Sorry, like I was a, thinking of like the Empress. Potential save. This is here. a potential save... Um, because the High Priestess, we've decided, uh, you get to, or the Knight of Wands gets to pull a new card, and you get to keep 
the highest of those two cards. So, so this this kind of implies a connection between the Knight of Wands and the High Priestess, um, and that there would be kind of a like ah 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 like this has to go better than you think it's gonna go sort of a moment like yeah. in treating the gods in some way yeah so so we could write this into the story as uh the knight of wands was maybe not going to have a very good day but maybe went to go pray at the temple and the high priestess bestowed some favor um and unfortunately it didn't help enough because i've just drawn a seven for the knight of wands so that so, that won't be the 10 that the cups got right but the, the 10's the, a great card it was a thing, really good way to start the thing that's tripping me up here is the lovers we've we've assigned that there there has been like love happening Someone falls if, in love is what so, I, I assigned to this card. So, like, I, not to jump too quickly into drama, but I do imagine that there's kind of a, an um, an Olympic village for this joust in our fantasy <laughs> realm. Sure. And, and no doubt, no doubt there's many uh, crossing uh, and intermingling of paths, and no doubt love can happen on the battlefield. Um, I think it's too ham-fisted to say Sir Ignatius immediately fell in love with Servi on the battlefield and lost because of that. No, um, that's too... No, see, we, we don't want to fall into too many cliches. Right, that's way too cliche. But uh, maybe Servi is is fighting for love. Oh, um, I like that. And and that there's there's already romance in her life um, that... Or she has just found new romance and that's given her fighting spirit... Uh, to, to go out there and, and utterly crush her opponent. Yes, I, I, also, I love that. I also really like uh, the, the two phases that just happened. Like, Sir Ignatius gets absolutely demolished, maybe in, like, an early phase, mm-hmm. and then, like, looks to the high priestess and is like, oh, right, my faith, like, let that be my shield. Okay, oh, no, yeah. that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, because in uh, what I have found... Uh, in my very brief research in traditional rules of jousting, uh, they run four courses. Um, so I'm, we're not going to pull a card for each of the four, um, for each of the four like rounds that they go, because they they run at each other four times. Right. Um, and so what we're doing is just pulling the outcome of those four. Um, you know what happens after. So we can say maybe um, in the the first two passes. Um, the Knight of Cups does seri- breaks the lance and does serious damage of the Knight of Wands, spurred by her, you know, by the, the maybe a favor that she received from her lover in the crowd. Oh, um, love that. And the Knight of Wands uh, struggles for the first two courses, but, um, or for, yeah, for the first two courses, but looks to the High Priestess or says a prayer, and the High Priestess, you know, tries to, you know, bestow favor maybe upon you know, or, or entreats to the gods to bestow favor, but unfortunately it doesn't quite help because the Knight of Cups had such a lead. The Knight of Wands was able to come back and score some points in the final two courses, but it wasn't enough to unseat the Knight of Cups who takes round one. Right. And then and then are we playing by uh, medieval times rules where uh, you can be unseated and then continue to fight? <laughs> uh, which I really love. I do actually. love that about medieval times. The the place. <laughs> the place. Um, um, I and, and I think I've know. seen that at Renaissance festivals as well, where like knights get knocked off their horses and they're like, "Uh, bring me my sword. It's about to go down." <laughs> uh, there's actually some really incredible. There's about eight 
uh, rules that were laid down in 1330 um, that that are kind of the general um, like assumption for this is kind of how most jousts were like um, uh, like kind of created upon. Hmm. Um, not all of them, obviously not all jousts are created equal. And this was 1330 and like, who knows what they were up to before this. Um, but it says, but these eight rules, um, I don't believe that you could fight from the ground. Oh, that's, I mean, Alice, this is a, this is a fantasy sports cast. <laughs> and that's super True. lame. That's, that is, that is, we, we, they should be able to fight from the ground. Yeah, find, finding out that medieval times is not 100% real is one of the most crushing blows to my psyche <laughs> I've ever experienced. But here's a so. fun, fun rule that I want to read to you. Um, it's the fourth rule on here. It says, furthermore, if one knight knocks down both his opponent and his horse, and the other knocks down the knight, but not the horse. We declare that the knight whose horse fell with him shall be the winner. Because the fault in this case was the horses and not the riders. Ooh. And in the case of the knight who fell, but whose horse did not, the fault rests with the knight and not with the horse. So if both of them fall down, and it looks like a tie because they both fell off their horses. If the horse fell down also it's it is implied it is implied that it was the horse's fault that you fell and not yours <laughs> yeah blame the horse blame the horse <laughs> that's really good that's super good um just it's rules like that where there it's it's a lot of rules for it. you get uh it, you get points or you get you know you you win if you splinter your lance on the other person if they both do it it's the um Oh, uh, uh, okay. So if a knight shatters two lances on his opponent and the knight, but the knight who got hit by those two lances knocks the other knight down, even if he didn't splinter his lance, it's a tie. Huh. So yeah, like fall, knocking someone off is basically the equivalent of two shattered lances. Pretty it's like good. two points for knocking someone off, one points for breaking a lance. Wow, it kind of sounds like I thought maybe a knight's tale was, um was uh, bogus, but it actually sounds like their point system was pretty uh, was pretty accurate. Yeah, it, it, it did seem made up, also because of like the sports chant monks, which <laughs> is definitely an aesthetic that we're going for in this podcast, Absolutely. too. Um, so, so kind of try to imagine, listener, if you will, uh, medieval times, but as irreverent as A Knight's Tale, but as irreverent as an NFL sportscast, but as reverent as, as an a, NFL sports cast. <laughs> and as reverent as a tarot reading. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, like, you know, you pick a favorite night, and uh, that night does well that day. I mean, like, consider that, like, our, our reading for you that day. You're going to do just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so this, uh, this event is a month-long tournament uh, hosted by the Emperor and the Empress um, of the mystical land of California, <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to come up name with a new name for it. Um, we've, we've established that this is a, a mythical place that is exactly the size and shape of and uh, and climate of California. Um, we've got four regions. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, elaborate on this a little more in the uh, intro episode of the show. Uh, but of the four four regions, we've got the Northern California. We've got the um, the high desert slash mountain region of like Death Valley plus um, 
um, the San Bernardino area. We've got the cityscape of Southern California that's from LA to San Diego. Um, and we've got the central region, which is right. We've got coastal, central coastal region, isn't that our? Yeah, central region? coast, uh, kind of, kind of the farm belt, uh, sort of like breadbasket of this of this magical land, which exactly. I've just decided should be Caliano. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Write it right? down. Right, not bad. Caliano. Write it, write it down. Caliano. 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 I like it. Write it down. So I, I did. Forget. Oh, good. I wrote it. Um, so yeah, so we'll have you know these nights represent these different different spots. We're using the uh, we use California as our as our base to to give them more cultural flavor. Some um, some like uh, well, this was the region they're from. This is you know what they're used to. But they are in the the capital the capital city of this kingdom or of this empire, um, which is. Somewhere Sac- in Sacramento. Sac- Sacramento. Sacramento. Sac- <laughs> Sacra- Sacramento. Oh, it's Sacramento. It's the, this is the, the Sacramento Valley. Isn't that what I said? Uh, Sacramento Valley. And we could we could call it Sacramento City. Wait, I swear <laughs> I wrote this down somewhere. Uh, I think we made it up. Sac- yeah. Sacramento oh, Sacrament Valley. Field or, or Sacramento Field. The, is the name of the... Uh, was the Joust, the Joust location. Yeah, they're on Sacramento Field for sure. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So... So in this round, we, so our, you know, that episode, we will have um, broken down the story of the passes and the, you know, the love and the high priestess and all of that. Uh, make it into a narrative instead of just numbers. Um, we won't say, oh, and she scored a 10 and he scored a 7, you know, like that. Um, we'll, we'll make it a, a narrative and then we'll record it and publish it once a day. Yeah, and hopefully it becomes part of your daily routine to listen to it and keep up on the events of the Joust. I mean, like, I'm hoping that Survi takes it all the way, and that's, like, that's where I'm coming at it from. (laughs) I don't even know if that's what my character thinks. That's where I am with it right now. Yeah, well, yeah, Uh, our characters, uh, Buddy of Duquesne and uh, Alice of House White, are going to have to, uh, you know, they're going to try to remain impartial, but they're definitely going to have favorites. Right. Um, uh, I'm and, and personally, so when, I'm leaning right now towards Sir Saif, um, because, uh, he's our city boy from, and he's, he's and a very a, honorable city boy, a very, um, very honorable city boy, kind of a paladin kind of character. Um, I mean, it would be, it would be fine if he won. I mean, like very, very earned and well, they're well all, earned, they're sure. all very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's no villains here, really. I feel like Sir Ignatius is the closest, maybe, to being our, um, you know, our hot-blooded, hot-tempered. Yeah, it's just he has he has a short temper, but that doesn't make him bad, right? Like it's just part of who he is, and it is tempered against other ener- like like uh, personality traits. Sure. Um, the Knight of Pentacles is maybe too ambitious by half, so maybe. And sometimes uh, we we equate ambitious with evil if we live in the universe of Harry Potter. (laughs) It's not necessarily bad, but it could, because of his temperament, there are some cards here that could uh, react poorly with that ambition and maybe spur him towards uh, treachery. Who knows? Who knows? You you never know. And that's what the beauty of the joust is that since we're making it up 100% of the way, uh, not only do the points not matter, <laughs> but there is no way to tell what's going to happen next. So exactly. We will crown a champion on the 28th of February, and on the 29th, 
we will have a um, kind of a, an award ceremony for them, and hopefully a uh, uh, a portent of a positive future for the ne- for the rest of the year. So. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, this was, I think this was a really good test run. I'm super proud of it. Um, I, this game system sounds fun. If we can refine this game system further, I feel like we could even publish it for people to play on their own. Yeah. Uh, hopefully over the course of the month, we, we come up with new ways to play. Um, because the whole idea is just to put something together that goes out every single day, about five minutes at a time. So yeah. Yeah. It'll and be good. The episodes, yeah, we're going to try and keep them to five minutes flat. Um, so that we don't take up too much of your mornings, but, um, but it should be good. Yeah. I'm well, so, uh, I'm so hyped. This is good. Uh, uh, we need an outro for the show. Something that, uh, simultaneously says, uh, Monday Night Football and Medieval Fantasy. So it's like, oh, until next time, sports fans, uh, what, what do you got? Uh, until next time, sports fans. Um, don't catch the plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, too close to home. Uh, oh no, in this no, we have January a plague. January of 2020. Oh no, we have a plague. Um, um, uh, hey, until... sports fans, until next time, keep watching the skies. Ooh, no, wait. no that's that, fun. That's a. Uh, that might be a thing already. Yeah, I think that's from a thing. Okay, uh, but I, I, I like that. Um, uh, until next time, sports fans. Um, um, pray to the gods for good harvests. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, our survival depends on the <laughs> results of this broadcast. So, um, you're right. Until next time, sports fans, uh, keep listening to this magical. Ma- how, how did we decide in fiction that this is delivered? Oh, Via God. magic stones? Magic stones, like Stone of Far Speech yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you can listen to us on your uh, portable magic stone radio. Uh, <laughs> that's just a crystal radio that's a real thing oh shoot <laughs> oh yeah we can be delivered via crystal radio crystal that's great. radio okay yeah I uh like the that. the crystal waves are being broadcast at uh what what's what's a good amount of hertz for crystal waves <laughs> Ooh, i don't know anything about hertz <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> we'll figure uh it out. what what year does this take place in 1520 you, you opened it with i think you said 1520 but we need to go much earlier okay it's 1320 Okay. What year were those rules written? 1330. Okay, so 1320. So this is before they decided you can't fight off your horse. <laughs> okay. All right, sports fans, it's 1320. Uh, and you're tuned to Radio 1320 on your magic crystals. <laughs> that's Yeah, no, that's good. You're tuned to good. Radio 1320 on your magic crystals. Thanks for tuning in to another, uh, another edition of Joustcast. The Joust. Uh, it is uh, royally mandated that you listen every morning. So until next time, uh, don't end up in the stockade. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, don't be a fool. Uh, listen to the fool. Sure. Oh, there's something here. There's, there's something, something there. about the fool. Something about the fool who is our court jester character. Uh, who who's probably like head bard, right? So like okay, yeah, probably. Um, with apologies to the fool, <laughs> uh, uh, we close this broadcast. <laughs> we'll figure something out before uh, before February first. But... <laughs> so uh, to everybody listening out there, thank you for listening to our uh, pilot episode. We do another show called Those Happy Places. You should listen to that. 
Uh, we're available on Twitter. I'm at Buddy underscore Duquesne. Duquesne is spelled D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. And I'm at Alice White, THP, for Those Happy Places, the podcast we do about theme parks. Go listen to it. And our theme music for The Joust is Crunk Night by Kevin McLeod. Uh, there's additional music from Kevin McLeod even in this unaired pilot, uh, mm-hmm. which we will be airing just for fun. <laughs> um, uh, you can find Kevin McLeod's entire discography. Is that what it's called? It's not really yeah. on discs. Uh, entire musicography on his <laughs> website, incompetech.com. Thank you, Kevin, for your Creative Commons contributions. Yes, thank you, Kevin, and thank you all for listening. And uh, and until next time... uh... Ooh, I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Until next time, strike true. Ooh! Right? Well struck, sir. Well struck, my lord. Well struck, my lord. Pretty good, right? May all your lances strike true. Until next time, may your lance strike true. Oh, I did it! Ooh, yay! <laughs> Got it in one. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs>